Hello, designers and decorators. It's Timothy. I hope everyone's doing great. It's definitely summer. Here in Southern California, it's like 100 degrees. It sucks. And for those of you who uh, live in Southern California, I'm sure you can relate. I have always hated like heat because I feel like with heat, even if you were naked, you could probably still sweat and you'd still feel like the air is just like invading your space. <laughs> Whereas if you're cold, you could just bundle up, get like five jackets, 30 blankets, and you're good to go and sit in front of a fire. But I've I've always like hated the heat. In any case, I was talking to a friend of mine who's um, a designer in Florida, and we were talking about like pros and cons of design, of being a designer rather. And I, I really thought about this because I never try to think of like pros and cons for things. I always just try to think positively about about what I do, because yeah, there's times that like you're stressed. But for me, I, I had to actually really sit and think about this because there's so many pros and cons, and I wanted to make sure that I even understood my own pros and cons before even talking about it. So that's what this is about. First off, I'm gonna talk about the the cons because I'm I'm a firm believer that we talk about the shitty shit first. And then we talk about the great stuff. And even some of the great stuff has cons in and of itself, but I'll get to that later. So talking about cons, there's three of them specifically. Actually, four of them. No, actually, yeah, there's four. The first is payment. So even though as designers we set our own prices, if a designer is not well known, then you really need to start small and low. When I first started, I think I started at like $60 an hour. And then over the years, as I got more projects under my belt, I started increasing it, increasing it until I capped out at 175 I could probably go to 200, but I just don't. I feel like 175 is like such a sweet spot for me that I like staying there. I don't get a lot of pushback from 175, and I don't. I don't feel like I should change it because when it was like 60, I feel like I was undercutting myself, and therefore I was miserable in the project because I felt like I should have been paid more for the stuff that I was doing, but I knew I was starting off, so I knew I had to start off early, like like low. And then if you charge too much, you're not gonna get clients. So I've, I eventually found like 175 in the area that I live in is a sweet spot. And even then, some clients push back and some don't. But I would say maybe two out of 10 clients push back, and that's why I've kept it at 175 and never, I, I, I really don't adjust that. What I do adjust is the percentage of profit, depending on how big the project is. If I know that the project is relatively big and I'm gonna make you know like a good $50,000 just in profit, then I actually go lower on the percentage of profit because then the projects that are much smaller, I go higher on the percentage of profit so that way I know I'm making even you know a, a decent amount and it's not gonna be not like worth it. Then you feel like like the most satisfying part of the career is learning about like someone else and being able to create something specifically for that person. So like the payment part really, it's like you, you really have to make it to where the money feels like you're you're being rewarded for for helping your clients and then there are sometimes too like some projects where the money doesn't matter because i care more about the relationship with that client and building you know like making sure that i can build it to where they're only going to call me anyway going back to payment so if you're being paid enough and you feel like you're being paid enough then then fine um then that's actually a pro for you but for me i think it's a con because certain projects you don't get paid nearly as much as you should 
um, and stuff like that. Now, number two con, difficult clients. Oh my God. Although working with um, people is extremely rewarding um, and probably a pro as well, there will always be difficult clients in interior design. An interior designer must have good people skills in order to make it in the business. If you don't have good people skill, you're always going to be butting head with your clients. There will always be clients that want impossible designs or are extremely picky or they're extremely cheap or they're simply hard to fucking work with. I get those all the day, like all day, every day. And you just really have to learn to bite your tongue and know how to caress that client enough to where they like you. So, and enough to like you to get out of the project and then you just move on. So a designer will have to figure out how to make difficult people happy, which really isn't a small task. And everyone's so different. And there's so many different personalities involved that like you really just need to have a natural touch to it. If you don't, then it's going to be difficult for you. The last thing that is a con, actually, didn't I say four or five? Okay, let's just keep going. So the second, no, third thing about designing that's really a con for me is the stress. I am known to have so much stress and I don't even realize I have so much stress. Like I legitimately don't remember the last time I wasn't stressed. Like I don't know what it feels like to not be stressed. And interior design does involve long hours and hard work. And as a designer is doing what they love um, with difficult clients, deadlines and exhaustion and a lot of money. Stress is expected for that. So if you can't manage stress or don't know how to like I do, well, don't. (laughs) Um, It's going to be hard. It's going to be really difficult. And it's going to eat at you over time. And you really, really have to know how to manage stress to make it not go crazy for you. So at the end of the day, you really need to be prepared for long hours, difficult times, and difficult clients. And I think that it's really good from the very beginning to be able to manage your stress. And once you know how to manage your stress, then really clients are nothing um, in, in the stress department. The fourth thing I would say is con is dealing with contractors. I loathe contractors. There's okay. There are some that I and I'm sorry if any of you are contractors. <laughs> um, if you're a contractor designer by trade, then I'm sure you're fine. But I've just had such bad luck over the last eleven somewhat years with contractors. Let's give you a quick story. This this current project that I'm doing right now is a kitchen renovation, and um, this particular contractor was is new to me. I've never worked with him. However, my friend Simon, who I've worked with for years, is kind of like a middleman between the contractor and myself. And so he wound up finding this guy. And he's from Boston. He's a cool guy. We you know, hit it off at first. Then what wound up happening was we had a conversation. Me, him, and Simon had a conversation. And he was like, oh, you're from New York. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm from Boston. And he's like, I love New Yorkers. Like They tell you how it is, and they don't give a shit, and that's that. He's like, we're going to get along because I'm the same way. I'm like, great. That's fucking awesome. Then I don't have to worry about holding back for emotion. Fast forward like a week later, my client calls me and is like, hey, so I'll say this contractor calls me and, you know, we're, we're having a conversation with my husband and him and he starts talking about the island and how we should keep, you know, a foot overhang for bar stools and remind you like, well before this even happened, my cl- like during the design process, before we even did demolition, 
my clients and I already talked about the island having bar stools, and we went against it because the island's too small. You would only be able to fit two bar stools in a house of six people. So then when she told me that, I called the contractor and I said, hey, you know, um, my client called me and said that you had a conversation with her and her husband about adding bar stools, about adding, you know, like additional overhang for the the island and that, you know, you were suggesting putting bar stools at the end and blah, blah, blah. Remind you, I'm very nice about this. Like, I, I, I'm not angry. I'm not like yelling. I'm not, I'm not even deepening my voice to make it sound more intimidating, which I actually do. But so I'm like, yeah, you know, just to prevent any confusion, I just want you to know that this is a design aspect. And I already spoke to my clients about this. And this is something that we, you know, collectively decided not to do. So I would really appreciate it if, you know, you keep working on construction. If, you know, you have design ideas that you'd like to share, please share them with me as I'm the designer. That's what my clients are hiring me for. And you just focus on contracting. Like the last thing I want for you to do is stress out having to worry about other stuff that you weren't hired to do. So he goes, he gets very defensive and starts justifying it. I was like, I don't, you don't really need to justify yourself. You know, like the clients hired me for design. Just, you know, keep to construction. So then Simon calls me and says, oh, hey, so the contractor doesn't want to talk to you ever again. Wait, <laughs> so you're telling me like we had a conversation a couple weeks prior and him like giving me kudos for being the type of person that tells you how it is and he appreciates that. But then when I tell you to stay in your lane, now I'm the bad person. Anyway, that's another con for me is dealing with contractors. Some contractors just want to be designers, and I get it. This is a very great industry to be in. If you want to be a designer, sure, go ahead, be a designer, but not on my project. Then you could do design on your own project. So uh, we still don't talk. I've tried to reach out multiple times, and he's just being a child about it. This is like a 40-something-year-old guy uh, that... <laughs> that I hurt, I hurt his feelings because I told him to stay in his lane. Okay, whew. Now, okay, that's that's like what I'm talking about, stress. So basically, let's go to pros. There's a lot of pros in my mind, but I'm gonna just do maybe three or four of them. The first is the creative process. The creative process is in really the best part of it because I can take you know my ideas and what I've learned in you know over the years and stuff and make kitchens beautiful. Um, I love being creative in kitchens, trying to figure out ways to better enhance the client's um, experience in their own kitchen. So I would say like the creative process is the number one pro for me. Um, I'm very, very fortunate to have clients that allow me to kind of, um, you know, fly with the wind when it comes to the creative process. And so that's really great to have. If you get a client that's like, hey, Tim, or hey, whatever your name is, um, you know, here's the budget. Here's what we need to do. Just go do it, and we'll tell you how we feel. Um, that's the best part. Then there's advancement. Um, so the advancement in the design industry is solely relies on each individual designer. So when we talk about the advancements, obviously, if you're working for yourself, there's, I mean, the sky's the limit. You can advance wherever the hell you want. Um, if you're working for a design firm, um, there's even more advancements to like, 
you know, going from junior designer to senior designer, maybe other here and there, and eventually maybe even partner. Um, there, the sky really isn't the limit when you're working for another designer. When you're working for yourself, the sky's the limit because you could do as much as you want or as little as you want, and no one's going to tell you otherwise. Then number three is interaction. So um, designing grants the opportunity to meet and interact with a variety of different people. I've loved being able to meet so many different people in this industry and um, being able to make connections and uh, grow my network. And um, I love being able to say, hey, I know someone for that. Um, and growing those, you know, connections. You will get the privilege of designing, you know, an array of various in-home designs for different clients and um, different size uh, projects. And designers often feel that the most satisfying part of the career is learning about someone else and being able to, to create something specifically for that person or the family. And I think that's really been like a huge pro too and would probably almost go up as, as high as the creative process. But then the catch-22 to that is if that client is shitty, then that interaction is not going to be good. Um, so really, it, it just depends on the client. Sometimes the interaction is amazing. Um, sometimes uh, the interaction is difficult. And the, the same thing kind of goes for in the interaction with the vendors too. Like if the vendor's great, then the interaction will be great. So I would say that like those three are my top. Then we go into like... Payment even is a pro for me. Like once you get to a point in your career um, where you're getting paid well, you have consistent projects, then that becomes a pro instead of a con. And then I actually have one more con to add too, and that's that this is a seasonal a seasonal job. So I didn't initially think of this because I get more consistent work now. But for those of you who are starting out or um, aren't really too far into the career yet, sometimes, like when I first started, I had, I'm not even kidding. So November, December, January, February were dead months. I had never, I never got projects during those months. And then I would say June and July and August are other months that I didn't get business, like June, July, August are summer months. So people generally didn't want to be moving things in the heat. Um, they didn't want to have no kitchen in the heat. And so that was that. And then the other months are so close to so many holidays, like November's Thanksgiving, December's Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, um, January is New Year's. Then you have February, people are kind of like broke from all the holiday. And then March and April is like around tax season, so they get their tax money, and that's why you know the the busy seasons come from there. So really, it depends on an individual basis, like your business and like what makes you have pros and cons. But it's really interesting. I would really urge people to sit down and look at the pros and cons themselves, and really try to fix like certain parts of the business to try to make a con con. I was about to say something else. Try to make a con um, a pro and go from there and just try to you know convert the, those bad parts of the business to good parts. If you're getting difficult clients, then maybe you should start you know a questionnaire to try to catch those red flags before you even get into a project. If you have stress, then maybe talk to your doctor and figure out if there's maybe medication that you need to go on or maybe if there's alternative ways that you can manage that stress. 
and then with you know payment if you're not satisfied with what you're getting paid um, it's either the area that you're living in the clients that you're getting but reevaluate that and try to maybe increase it every uh, every single project until you cap out but i would say those are my pros and cons and i'm sure you know as time goes maybe more cons will come up and yeah absolutely there's there's cons that were there when i first started that are no longer there that have turned to pros it's all about how you manage your business and um, stuff like that. Talking about managing the business, we've gotten so many signups for Indima. I'm really shocked that that we've that we've gotten this many. And so I really wanted to thank everyone who's participated so far. Um, if you're still interested, head over to Indema, I-N-D-E-M-A dot co. That's a brand new project management platform specific to designers. I did a whole episode about it two episodes ago. No, one episode ago, um, <laughs> and I'm really excited about it. We are so close to being able to launch the beta. Um, there's so many features, feature-packed, and I'm really, really happy that I can bring this kind of platform to the industry to help you guys get more money in your pocket and make sure that your projects run smoothly. And I think that's the biggest thing, is that I'm doing this for, for really you guys. I don't think I would have ever started a project like this if it weren't for knowing that there's so many designers out there who really need it and that the platforms out there now are just in they're not efficient enough or they're too expensive or they're not doing the right thing so i'm doing this for you guys and i would love the support if you have any questions feel free to reach out timothy at the idconsultant.com i love you guys so much thanks so much again for listening i hope you have a wonderful day and stay cool bye-bye